welcome to the Most Excellent 80s Movie Podcast on the Most Excellent Podcast Network. It's a podcast where a filmmaker and two comedians come together as three entertainers with unearned confidence and a compulsion to explore the movies of the 80s while facing our own personal El Guapos. This is Season 1, Episode 7, The Three Amigos, our movie selection from 1986. biggest stars of their day the three amigos are history but that was yesterday look boys i know showbiz something always turns up telegram for the three amigos you just heard was filmmaker nathan Blackwell. oh hello oh hi i didn't see you there oh, hello thank you so much for being <laughs> here uh of course nathan of squishy studios yeah voyage trekkers chrissy lens of national comedy theater Yay. and with us today is heath wilcox heath it's me also of national comedy theater and mm-hmm. and our writer and a big steve martin fan is here with us today yes welcome thank you so um, I told you to write a summary of the movie. Oh, right, right, right. But right, then right, I also right. did. So this movie is going to be so summarized. Okay. Oh, boy. So multiple different summaries. Okay, here's here. I, and I Begin titled, summary one. I titled it <laughs> My Summary for Three Amigos for Chrissy's Podcast. That's my title. What? It's not mine. <laughs> it's no one else's. It's Chrissy's podcast wait a minute and and action (laughs) this is how i summarized it a german pilot a mexican crime leader who won't shy away from correcting your english definition of too much of something a beautiful daughter of a village leader in mexico a singing bush a brief dirt imprint appearance of an invisible swordsman and of course dusty bottoms lucky day and ned niederlander also known as the three amigos whose hand maneuver and turn your head and cough routine is only for those that share a deep bond of confident incompetence. 
After No Longer Wanted in Hollywood Pictures, the famous Three Amigos, the once famous Three Amigos, mistake a telegram for more acting work in a small village in Mexico. However, when everything turns out to be real, and not just some film without a crew out in the small village in Mexico, it's up to the Three Amigos' acting skills to save the good people of Santo Poco. Did I say that right? Santo Poco? Santo Poco. Poco. Poco, very good. And then, blah, 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 I had a, so that's my summary, and then I had a little bit here that I was trying to shoehorn just because it was a line from Hefe. And I, it was just, I wanted to somehow have a nice little closer, a little a little tag. And this is it. Um, because as we all know, when you want something, you simply take it, like cattle, food, and women. Anyway, so that's from Hefe in regards to uh, when he was trying to tell El Guapo of who he really is and that you don't need to ask your El Guapo when you want the win- I want to do his accent but then I feel I'm like is that racist yeah, of me? Cuz it's just very it's a very exaggerated accent <laughs> of Hefe. Like it's very put on I feel. Like, oh yeah, really. it's not his real accent. No, it's very it's very thick like I've seen him in other stuff. That's not his accent. It's y'all. a thick <laughs> accent and I know it's 86 and we were fine with that. So oh yeah, yeah. Then. I'm of yeah. some of the movies we've seen, this is the least racist. It is. <laughs> That's true. It really is. Uh, but he does that accent, and I want to do it. Then I was like, I don't know if I can. I don't know. At least everyone who's Mexican is Mexican in this movie, except except in their fake movie, like the movie that we see in the beginning, mm-hmm. the silent movie. Like sure. Those were white actors playing Mexicans, which is perfectly accurate. And then when they actually go to Mexico, everyone is Mexican. Really? Mexican. Yeah. Mexico. Well, they walk into the bar. Excuse me, we're not Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I also made a summary just to be dumb because I thought of it when I was explaining to Heath what a summary would be like, and I'm going to share it with you because, as Heath says, this is my podcast. So, <laughs> sorry, Nathan. Begin summary two. Well, this is a story all about how three amigos made some movies then got kicked out. They were chilling in their undies by the side of the road till they got a telegraph to come to Mexico. Well, once they got down there, they thought it was an act until the Benitos got real and the Amigos got attacked. They wanted to turn around and run away, but in, they side, in the end, they decided to face their old guapos and save the day. So that's Yay! <laughs> now I'm going to reread mine again. Okay. <laughs> Just so you get the like last summary. <laughs> With a horrible accent. Um, <laughs> With Hefe's accent. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is one of my favorite movies. One of my favorite, like action comedies genre comedies this is one of those movies that's like written into my dna like i watched it like a hundred times as a kid but do you think you have it memorized no i'm sure i've well that's it's been a couple of years since i've seen it but yeah like every moment like every you know when it's like it's burned into your brain when you can you can remember all the sound effects mm-hmm. yeah this is definitely one of those movies not just the quotes but the way yeah. They're inflected and everything. And not to make it about me, but like, you know. Because it's not your podcast. No, it's not mine. <clears throat> but, um, uh, yeah, I, I feel like this movie and and some a lot of the other movies that were on HBO all the time when this came out, like Pee-wee's Big Adventure and Big Trouble in Little China, like, they're so ingrained in me. Like, I can't. These are so influential on the stupid comedies that I do. <laughs> I can't help it. Like um and and repeat you know especially early on repeating some of the same like character silliness and things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. 
well, if there, if there is a movie that's going to inform your comedy, like it should be this one. This is like top notch. I I also and it bombed. This movie. It bombed. It, nobody liked it. Roger Ebert hated it and like famously said it to Chevy Chase on like a chat show. Did he? Um, dick dick oh. move. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He said what his least favorite movie of the season was. Yeah. Well, uh. he well Chevy Chase was there to promote it. Yeah. Dick um, move. But I definitely have this movie memorized. I've seen it so many times and. Uh, my kids also love it. They also have it memorized and they watch it constantly. We have like eight copies on DVD and several copies on VHS, like just in case they can't find one when they need to. <laughs> they just need to watch Three Amigos right now. If if I had children, I would force them to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My kids love it. They think it's hilarious. Rocket's favorite part is the part where they just hold that one note for 14 seconds <laughs> at the very beginning. It's, it's funny. The layers, like the things you like as a kid and the, th- the things you like later, mm-hmm. you know, um, the broadest, the stuff that's the most broad, the broadest and most cartoony, I'm sure was the stuff that I loved as a kid. Oh, My Little Buttercup. Yeah. For sure. The, uh, the, the, the sing-along, you know, the campfire sing-along and then all these other stuff. And then, and then I feel like this the stuff that I love as I got older is probably the stuff Steve Martin <laughs> put in. Oh, I'm sure. Like the plethora and and all the little different character gags, like El Guapo doing the Arabian Night photograph session. Yes. It's like, where the, He's interested where the f in is where is that culture. coming? It's excuse me for a second, you know. And, no one ever says anything about it. It's like the moment from vacation where he's putting the dishes back into the cupboard. Nobody says anything about the fact that El Guapo is having a staged photograph taken of, of like his men and his women in like Arabian Nights settings. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So um and I wanna I need to come back and talk about that scene, the plethora scene. Yes. I need to talk we, about it. But we'll stick a pin in it. Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. Heath do you like you're a little baby. Yes. So I was only six months old when I saw this. But you're a huge Steve Martin. But I went to the theater by myself. My six months. I just rolled <laughs> Put over. Put down my money. I just rolled as a potato. Went in there. Uh, so, yeah. I, I was still young when I watched it because my parents really liked it, especially my dad. My dad's always... He's the one who got me in Steve Martin. He always liked Steve Martin. And they always said... They would always say to me, we took you down there... Uh, where they filmed Three Amigos because it's in uh, in Tucson at the old Tucson studios that have filmed famous films like Arizona. I think that was the first one that was filmed there. It's called Arizona. It's like 1940. Okay. I was like, are you trying to think of Raising Arizona? Raising Arizona, which is also like down there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Tombstone, just tombs- to name <laughs> Oh, it's just a name of that one. Tombstone. Yeah. Name driver. Um so they took me down there, and I think I, there's an actually an old picture of me as a baby in front of El Guapo's uh, fortress nice. area, like the big with the <laughs> if big. If we find doors. it, we'll post it. Mission like that, yeah, that big, and it's you know there's like little shops and stuff leading up to it because that's you know it's just a it's a, they're all set pieces. That's well, so I mean they're like the real places, yeah. uh, real things that are still up, and I think they still do. I'm pretty sure they still do tours down there. I think that's still going mm-hmm. on and stuff. Probably. They have like El Guapo impersonators <laughs> and reenactments of this. <laughs> that would be amazing. It's just for the three amigos. Right. Yeah, it's, it's just for the three amigos. They just redo scenes from it. I would go to that. I know. I would have to be amazing. Yeah, I would get in my car and do that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start it. Um, why don't they do that with the Bill and Ted's Circle K? Uh, I, I would go. But people Most... still talk about it. Like... Oh, yeah, the Circle K. 
at the what was it in phoenix it's in phoenix no it's, it's in, in tempe in, yeah oh, is that the one in tempe? it's not far from here at what all. is it oh, um okay. like southern and Rur- it's rural and which is uh, no rural and baseline oh, we've okay. been there together yeah even. i know it's right <laughs> and the bowling alley and yeah and waterloo what I was going to say is, uh, so I liked it as a kid because I knew it was goofy and I liked to see Martin. I, you can, I liked and I laughed because it was silly to have the animals singing. Uh, just for, uh, some of the physical stuff. When they, like when they drink the tequila. and Yes. And then, of course, the like buttercup and then the the gag with the water when they're trapped in the desert and Chevy Chase's character is putting on chapstick. So that's the perfect rule of three is like. You get that with the three amigos. You get the comedy rule of threes. Just it's laid out for you. Like how lucky to have two best friends so that you can always do comedy bits like that. Where like Lucky has no water. It just drips sadly into his mouth. Ned has dirt for some reason. (laughs) But it's not a little bit. It's like a just whole thing. (laughs) He dumpties out. Exaggerated just dirt into his face. And then Dusty has so much water he just tosses out and he keeps ground. and he keeps drinking it and like puts on his face He's and then he gargling. and then his line is chapstick yeah and uh oh so, lip balm lip balm lip balm oh yeah lip balm uh so as a kid i knew it was funny it made me laugh but it wasn't until i got older of all the jokes of all the funny lines the mm-hmm. very silly things like i never how knew it is. how funny it was when he's like uh are you the singing bush and then, like, it kept... Let me talk let to Let me him. talk. <laughs> Are you the this? singing bush? And then, the of course, when they summon the invisible swordsman and he falls dead, like, that just made me laugh so hard. It's so good. At the lead up and the the tension, and then they kill the invisible yeah. swordsman. Um, but a lot, that, of, lot of the jokes. something I love about movies from the 80s, though, like, in particular, is that you can watch them as a kid with your own family and the things you don't get, you don't get. Like, you don't know you don't know what that foreplay joke is all about. <laughs> right. Until you're an adult and you watch it. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then you can turn Mom, around. Mom, what is foreplay? Uh, my little buttercup. Yeah. You, you don't ask you, your dad. He won't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I love. That's what I love about Three yeah. Amigos and, yeah. like, things like Ghostbusters and Back to the Future and stuff that you can sure. turn around and watch again as an adult. And they hold up, and it's still funny, and kids still like it, and it's so great. Yeah, and I, I love that they have their three little characters. Like, their characters are all, like, they have their set roles. Of course, Lucky mm-hmm. is the brains of the operation. Like, he's the selfish one. He gets them fired in the first place by asking for more money. Right. So he's, like, the Slytherin, <laughs> right? Sure. Uh-huh. And then you got Ned, who's, like, he's, like, the heart right he's small but he's like actually the strongest one of them like his line in there we ride we fight we love he's the we fight so he's their gryffindor Mm -hmm. right and he's the deadliest of them we learn and then you've got dusty (laughs) (laughs) just like gryffindor is the deadly uh and then dusty's like dumb careless and sweet like but he's the lover right he's the his line is we love so he's he's your hufflepuff and there's just there's no ravenclaws Uh i guess seen some cufflinks mother of pearl Oh my god, they're so funny! Um, yeah, this uh, this in terms of the the lasting effects of this movie, like mm-hmm. this movie taught me what plethora means. I I I remembered that you know teachers at school would get a lot of mileage out of it, and all the kids understood exactly what plethora was. Um, the definition, as far as I understand it, it's too much of something. Yeah, they had too many pinatas. Yeah, there were too many. Um, it, it made quick drawing cool. Like me as, as a kid, it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I got to learn how to spin the guns and flip them around stuff like that. And did you? 
Um, yeah, yeah. Of course. That's um, why you're so good at it now. Yeah. But it was just, it was like such a central thing. And it's like sometimes, I mean, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't grow up on John Wayne movies. And so it made such a, an event of like this quick draw showguns with like the uh, showdowns with like the, 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 the first wave of Ger- the first German mm-hmm. and then the, the not as nice Germans, mm-hmm. um, which my theory is, is that, because, I mean, the first German was pretty not nice. He was pretty... Oh, he was a straight-up murderer. Yeah. And and then the... the, the All that guy did was say his gun was pretty. Yeah. He was pretty unkind-hearted. Yeah. In the first place. And then, so my theory is that the second batch of Germans were just super racist. <laughs> and they really, they really didn't get... Maybe that scene was cut out. I don't know. Mm. But, yeah, there was so much made up of the quick draw and, like... You know, and and all that, which is a Western staple, but this was like my gateway into into that. It. With all everybody lined up, yeah, You're so great. And then and then I didn't know what foreplay was or lip balm. <laughs> and now, as an adult, there's still question marks. Um, <laughs> I, I I the comedy of this movie is just so well paced, though, and so like start to finish, there's not a moment that passes by that's not that doesn't have eight jokes sort of happening at the same time. Like that first meeting of them in the studio office where they, they get fired. You've got, uh, uh, John Lovett's in there and <laughs> Phil Hartman and Pat Tony from the Simpsons, whose name is Joe Montana. Joe Montana. And they're all just so hilarious. And they're kind of doing these big characters. And the, when they get fired, Phil Hartman just picks up a phone and doesn't say, he just picks it up and goes, wardrobe take the amigos clothes and people take the amigos clothes yeah hustle and take their clothes that's and that's such a brilliant bit to me and just like in an instant yeah, john lovett's pitching the cochise picture first you're not sure about them and then you grow to like each other and then you're friends it's perfect <laughs> let's book it and steve martin gets them all fired we're like little ned's just like oh these you gave us these clothes they're from those yeah. darn amigos no, we live in the studio. Like he's just so sweet and like <laughs> Steve Martin just basically was pushing for little money and like a like just snap of the finger, Joe Montana just kicks them out mm-hmm. and then they're gone. They're on the street. What, what the, what the their, heck was his morning like? Panties. What was the meeting beforehand to make such like a rash business decision? Because it, I'm sure even the, those darn amigos made some money. I mean the amigo they, they the amigos were painted on the wall. Yeah, but he does say that people want to see a movie about three wealthy Mexican white <laughs> landowners who are saving villages and not three wealthy Mexican landowners on a holiday in New York. So, and I mean, I think that still holds true. No, you see, okay, so if they reboot this, they have to do the uh, New York movie. <laughs> like, show it to us? Yeah, no, that that's what the movie is about. It's... That movie, those darn amigos. <laughs> um, so I also I, th- I think we should start calling people son of a motherless goat. I lo- my favorite moments are all the moments where they're being just being actors, like when they get there and to, to Santa Poco and they're just being actors and they're like, I'm just gonna have fun with it. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna stress. I'm just gonna have fun with it. The banditos roll up and they're like, Oh, there's only three. Ugh, I, I hate matinees. Like gonna be such a bad such a bad audience yeah but they they still have like the show must go on attitude all right 
They've been doing this since vaudeville. They, I mean, well, I guess vaudeville is happening right then and there. But, yeah. but they've been doing this as kids. They're gonna be professional. Yeah, I I love how the um the real quote quote unquote realness of like you know the bad guys and the real world goes to their just kind of bubble world of Hollywood mm-hmm. and actors and yeah, it's such a funny comment. I mean, they make they make them such fools in that sense, like. <laughs> Um. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I and they're so. What What was the phrase you used? They're confident in. Oh yeah, the uh, confident incompetence. Yeah, because he's like these bullets are real. You're in a lot of trouble, Mister. (laughs) Like they're gonna call the Screen Actors Guild and Uh get them in trouble. And (laughs) they're sighing. They're like, it's real. It's all real. It's all real. It's real. I've been shot already. It's such a brilliant reversal. Uh Um, But every little moment just has bits that you maybe don't even see. Like when they're they're on the prairie, they're singing their song, and they're like, okay, so we went back and got directions. How far do you think we went before we had to go back and get directions? (laughs) Just three or four miles. Okay, we head east. They all pointed in different directions. (laughs) (laughs) No one notices. Yeah, I think... You know, it seemed like their 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 journey from Santa Poco to El Guapo's lair mm-hmm. took like days, oh, yeah. or at least like twenty. I I think that they literally just went the wrong way. I because I mean, it seems like you know when El Guapo is at his base, he says, "Oh, we'll just go in the morning." It sounds like it's just a like a, a forty five minute jaunt. Yeah, but then they like their instructions are to find the singing bush. And then summon the invisible swordsman. Who gave, who gave them these instructions? Like, and why is there magic in this universe? <laughs> like, and then, and then, and then, Carmen at the end of the the whole thing at the the mission, she kicks open the doors and she's got all these horses. Did she have to go through the singing swordsman also? Well, he's dead now. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I love that part. Yeah, where did they get these directions? Yeah, they must the have end, taken the wrong the way. Plane. Yeah, they just fly the plane straight home. It seemed like it. Was, yeah, we need someone to break down how long that plane flight was and how long the trip actually was. How long did they have to sew the costumes? Oh, there we go. That's the metric. How long it takes to sew what fifty, a hundred costumes? Because they were right behind them. They got on the plane. Yeah, because like so, the end is that they. So have... that was that was definitely the same day. It's not like they're taking like a hyperspace route from the mission to the town. Yeah, that's the actual duration of what it takes to get to the town. The bandits are right behind them. Yeah, and so they like it's so so it's magnificent seven, and it's also Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest. Yeah, so and it's also a Bugs Life, <laughs> and the Seven Samurai, and. And I'm sure some Several others. Several other things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they have the people of Santa Poco, like their only skill is that they can sew. So they sew all these costumes so they can look like, they can all be amigos. But like, okay. Just so like in Galaxy sew, Quest. But they can sew, but they also just have piles of textiles and like miles and miles of rickrack. And, and explain what rickrack is too. <laughs> okay, rickrack is like, you know what Star Trek officers from the 60s have on their sleeves? It's a trim. It's like oh, a, Rick Rack. It's a wiggly. It's a wiggly trim. It's what they sew onto their costumes, the people of Santa Poco, so that they look like the amigos. Mm. It, that's Rick Rack. You just had miles of it, all in white. Nuns off white. Nuns like, oh, all I had was red. Get out of here, 
Tina. Right. We don't need red. Everybody had a sombrero each. And then they also and had... they had so many... 50 pistols. They had guns. <laughs> Every one of them had a gun. It wasn't like... Yeah, even the old ladies had guns. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. We only got 20 guns. We, let's give it to... We, the old lady can't have a gun. She's just going to... She's just going to run. Everyone had a gun, yeah. So They'll, are the people clean, of Santa Poco silver. secretly gun-running textile um, barons? <laughs> it, it goes a lot deeper. They're the ones that are undercover. And like El Guapo <laughs> and his dudes are just like, they just want to come have a drink every once in a while. <laughs> no? Yeah, they're not equivalent to the uh, grasshoppers of like, Bugs Life. <laughs> they're really supportive of each other, like... That, so that conversation between Jefe and El Guapo, he's like, El Guapo, you're snapping at me, but are you really mad about turning 40 today? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Can we get in touch with the, what's really going on under the surface here? And then they all chip in to give him... A sweater! A sweater! <laughs> it's a sweater! It's a sweater. Ah. And, then they, and then they all get sheepish. <laughs> And he loves this. Like, he's wearing the sweater yeah. the whole rest of the time. That's that's one of my favorite moments. That's that's a reoccurring joke with one of my friends. Every time it's my birthday, he wishes me a happy 33rd birthday mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and says, it's a sweater. It's a sweater. Did you? I hope you really got a sweater. No, not yet. Oh, man. We're going to get you the we're, sweater. We're not that close. We're not that <laughs> yeah. close. We're close enough for a reoccurring joke, but not. Yeah, That's so, right. like, you know, maybe we're not seeing what really is happening with the people of Santa Poco and El Guapo <laughs> and his gang. Like, you know. Maybe they just want a taste of that brick, brick-a-rack. Business. <laughs> brick- they just want to wet their beaks. Wet <laughs> their beaks in the... Brick-a-rack? Yeah, because we, we all have an El Guapo to face. Um, and what I want to know, too, is, like, what was the next day like for the people of Santa Poco who had to, like bury the bodies of all the damn the dambitos of like 50 dudes and 30 horses i'm sure yeah they killed like they i mean they had a ditch dug already but were they They pushing them in and they have to like remind themselves like we did have a party i killed the man we i mean it's did you see what grandma did (laughs) she pulled out her twine she pulled out her bobbing from the sewing machine (laughs) So just in cold blood, that guy was retreating. We killed them. We said no, and we shot him in the back. <laughs> we, <shot> him. <laughs> we can't stay here. We can't stay here. Everywhere I look, I'm reminded. Yeah, and then cut away. They all walk away, and uh, their village is burning, and they walk towards the camera. Mm-hmm. They just have to leave it all behind. They go to a new village. They see that's my idea for a sequel. Yeah, is uh, they as they go off, you know, where the three amigos mm-hmm. they go off into the sunset. Uh, my movie remake would, at the very beginning, it's going to show them still on horses. It's going to show that clip of them going. Riding. And then make it just a complete connection, and they're still riding, and it's the same three. And they just look older, and it looks like <laughs> time has passed, and they're still riding. Are they going from village to village? Like I don't know. Part of me wants to say, like, the first line would be, like, I thought you knew where East was. <laughs> they all point. <laughs> and they all point in a different direction. <laughs> or, like, some sort of line in the callback. And uh, they keep going, but then it's going to deal with the consequences of the what happened in the first. So, like, they're going to go to a new village, and there's going to be like little kids wearing three amigos outfits, like that Rick. Like they had so much material. Like pretty soon, everyone's wearing it. 
like how people from the Super Bowl, like how they send the not winning Super Bowl shirts to <laughs> to homeless children. Yeah, yeah. it's so, like that. Yeah, so like everyone's dressed up as the three amigos, mm-hmm. and they become kind of like myths. There's a plethora legends. of revolvers. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, once you got, you guys, you don't know how it works. When you got rid of the banditos, El Guapo's banditos, the people of Santa Poco started coming to our village dressed like you with a whole bunch of guns demanding we pay them <laughs> yeah. tribute. And then the first line, Carmen, like when she shows up and uh, like Steve Martin says, I, he says, like, I come back told you I'd come back. And she goes, and I told you why. <laughs> and she's upset and she's upset by it. And now she's kind of like the new leader. Is this podcast always going to end with like a dark retelling of what happened? Okay, so I actually wanted to do like a re- like a modern recast, even though like of course we shouldn't do it. Like it's a perfect movie. Let's not remake it. Let's not recast it. But I think that we can all agree that what Americans like most is taking a beloved childhood comedy classic and redoing it with women in the lead. Mm, yeah, that worked well. Yeah. So with that in mind. <laughs> I think you could, uh, I think you could do this movie with um, with Melissa McCarthy in the Steve Martin role and with Kristen Wiig in the um, Chevy Chase role and with um, Kate, Kate McKinnon, McKinnon. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. In the in the uh, Martin, Short Martin Short role. Um, or if you wanted to go younger, you get Kristen Bell in there in the mm-hmm. Steve Martin role. Uh, you get Tiffany Haddish in there, uh, and then Ellie Kemper. She's great. Yeah. And uh, and a guapo, you go Lily Tomlin. I like that. So please tell me how much you love that idea, Internets. How much you want to see that happen. Lily Tomlin is a guapo. <laughs> to be so good, and they put like they just like do her up with all the makeup. Oh, that'd be great. That's a, yeah. that's a great. But who would be Hefe? Who would be Lily Tomlin's Hefe? I, I I me send me. <laughs> I want to be. I want to be there. Just oh, there. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> I just want to be like I got you a plethora of pinatas. <laughs> don't be sad on your birthday anything else you want to talk about i want to talk about the the gorgeous woman who shows up at the end who is like hiding for the rest of the movie mm-hmm. and then like there were always like three women doting on them where was so one of them disappeared yeah <laughs> killed in gunfire oh no <laughs> yeah she was though probably so we're this this playmate uh, who shows up at the end mm-hmm. so where was she hiding during the movie i don't do you think it's a weird recurring bit that they do that the other two are always like Topped. surprised and jealous of like what ned is capable of because when they're it's almost a meta joke because yeah. like this is his first like this is um his first movie and like mm-hmm. steve martin and chevy chase were 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 huge mm-hmm. you know and martin short was was not Unless yeah. you're from Canada. Um, and then, yeah, so it's almost kind of like a meta joke, too. They're singing that song, and, like, Ned sings the most beautifully, and just they keep cutting back to Steve Martin and Chevy Chase being like, the f- what the fuck is this? <laughs> Who the fuck is this kid? And then he gets the most beautiful woman. And- uh-huh. So where was this woman? What they, was she doing? They only trot her out, like, after there's been a big gunfight. Was she guarding the the, the all the guns? She, is maybe there- she's their El Guapo. Okay. She's in charge of the textiles and ammunition factory. <laughs> Is it like a cave underneath? Yeah, it's a system of old abandoned mine shafts, I think. All right, did you have anything that you wanted to toss in, Heath, before we 
Move on to our ratings. <clears throat> no. I thought I had something. I do not. <laughs> Let's go to the ratings. Okay. <laughs> so, on a scale of one piñata to a plethora of piñatas, which mm-hmm. is too many piñatas as we know. Right. How many piñatas do you, in the year 2018, give three Oh, so this is adjusted for inflation. Yeah, exactly. It is. 100%. Okay. Well, it made it sound like a plethora is bad, but uh, you, can, you can't have too many. One of, could argue it's too much. Great. Too much. It's too, too much. many. Uh, so I would say, well, I'm going to go with complete, the, the go with it, with the too much, the plethora. I loved it. I still love it. I loved it as a kid. I loved it every age. I loved it as a teenager when we still quote it. It's so quotable. So many funny lines. Just a great film to feel good. If it's ever on TV, if I see it, if I want to pop it in, we have it on, of course, uh, DVD. And it just uh, makes me feel good. makes me happy. I love watching it. Yeah, it's real good. Oh, I I did want to say I I read that um, other possible casting choices Mm. Um, we're going to possibly be Bill Murray or John Belushi. Yeah. That would have been weird. It's who? Just in the different various roles. They, and then Rick Moranis was their other choice of Martin Short. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember reading about that with Mick he Rick Moranis been being Ned. I think that would have been Very different. It would have been the 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 odd duck out rather than like the, the guy who one-ups them. Yeah. What would he, and, but I think, too, like a Bill Murray cancels out a steve martin because they both have that sort of like that right. slytherin quality of like being the, the selfish one who's the, uh-huh. the one who's really pushing yeah mm. and you I, I just can't imagine bill murray and and belushi in the same mm-hmm. movie <laughs> the mm-hmm. same scene well i guess they were in the same movie but like in the same like actual trio you like, know i can't imagine being them being on screen best friends right 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 I mean, they're both in Animal House. Or is that Caddyshack? Ah, oh, shoot. Who can remember? So it was such are, a long time ago. But those are other John Landis movies, too. Like, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so where does this rate in John Landis movies? So we've got... Trading Places, Animal House. Blues Brothers. Werewolf, American... Werewolf in London. Yeah. Um, Coming to America. Coming to America. Where is it? Blues Brothers, right? Blues Brothers 2000. Mm. Um, that did... No, never mind. We shall not. Movie, whose name we shall not mention um yeah a lot of great movies i think for me this one has got to be my favorite because uh, you know i this is definitely I, the most rewatchable i want like blues brothers more... is a classic but this is yeah but like you know even if you talk about animal house or trading places like those are great comedies but they're like they're those r-rated comedies that you can't you know you just can't sit down in the middle of a saturday afternoon and watch that with mm-hmm. your kids like i want more of this sort of pg-13 it's it's a it's a popcorn movie. It's a great like genre comedy, which mm-hmm. is like my favorite genre. Yeah, you know, and it, or you know, niche. You can sit down and watch that movie with an eleven year old and have just yeah. as much fun as they are having, and you well, you don't miss the bad words and the boobs. Yeah, or at least I don't. I don't know how you guys choose <laughs> to live. <laughs> Did I miss them? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I. <laughs> uh, but no, I I hear what you're saying, and I I think Nathan mentions it mentioned it just recently the uh it, the rewatchability of it for sure like i'm not going to it's like popcorn you just want to keep feeding it into your mouth you uh, know? yeah i'm not gonna pop in animal house or i like trading places too that does have boobs 
and I could only watch that on TV when I was a kid. So it's a good movie, but I think Three Amigos is, yeah, it's the one, if it's on TV, I'm going to stop and watch it. Mm-hmm. Well, Vacation has boobs, too. And, the, and like, Airplane is rated PG. PG, and it has mm-hmm. boobs. And blowjob jokes. Just wall-to-wall. Blowjob jokes. Wall-to-wall blowjob jokes, jokes. bestiality, and pedophilia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the pedophilia one. It's upsetting. Uh, Don't watch that with your kids. With a vacation. Yeah. I saw that one. Right, PG. Too. Yeah, PG. My parents didn't know. So you give it You give it a full plethora. The full plethora. For Three Amigos? Absolutely. And you Absolutely. give it the full plethora? Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's, it's, I, I, honestly, I feel like it all, the whole thing holds up, you know, like this, the moments that I felt like didn't work are the moments I always felt didn't work, mm-hmm. but the moments that were great are still great. Mm-hmm. I give it a full plethora. So there's one thing that I did forget to mention, which mm-hmm. is the real moral of the three amigos story. Okay, so right kind of, there's kind of two morals, right? So the first one is, um, like face you either need El a Guapo. hero, uh-huh. face your El Guapo, you either need a hero or just an overly confident idiot or actors, actors save the day as we all right. know again, like again. in bugs life and, and, and in galaxy, galaxy quest, quest. another favorite. <laughs> um, but the other, the other like true meaning of this movie for me is when Steve Martin is captured and he's held in a cave, which for some reason has a complicated system of counter levers and weights. Mm-hmm. So the, there's a path to escape. It's an right? escape room. You just have to like be strong enough and willing enough to get to the other side. And Steve Martin's, you know, he's pulling these weights and he's like, gonna make it, gonna make it, gonna make it, gonna make it, gonna make it. And he gets slammed back in the wall over and over and over again. But in the end, you guys, he does make it. And right. he Doesn't, saves the day. He doesn't have to be smart. Nope. Nope. You just have to know that you're going to make it, and when you get slammed back into that wall, <laughs> you say, ow. Some of us have a literal wall that we get slammed into. Yes. Some Others. Of us, some of us are, some, for some of us, our aguapo is the real aguapo. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> for some of us, shyness or anxiety is our aguapo. <laughs> right. uh, but I, I, I had to say that because like, for me, that's the part that I'm always like, going to make it? Going to make it? So moving on. <laughs> I give it the full plethora. Okay. Too. I think we all agree we love this movie. Yeah? Yes. All right. Is it time for deep cut recommendations? It is time for your deep cut recommendation. So, Keith, as you know, if you if you look up a movie on IMDb or even Rotten Tomatoes, it'll tell you about that movie, but it'll also say people who liked this also liked that. So, it's going to recommend other John Landis movies. It's going to re- recommend other Steve Martin movies, or it's going to recommend The Magnificent Seven. Um but so since we're saying like a deep cut, like it doesn't have to be the most obvious. Like so, yeah. m- my recommendation is the Seven Samurai, which is nice. the grandfather of all these stories that we're obsessed about remaking. You know, the Magnificent Seven, which got turned into a Bug's Life, got turned into Galaxy Quest, Three Amigos, all this stuff. I guess Three Amigos is before Galaxy Quest. So you suggest going back to the so yeah, going to, yeah I, yeah Seven Samurai. It's just it's it's one of the best movies ever made. It's like a it's a great adventure movie. It's a samurai movie. It's it's badass. It's it's you'll you you'll see why it keeps getting remade all the time. Like Americans have this obsession with remaking the story. Like as far as I know, the Japanese aren't remaking it anywhere near what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a great story. Toshiro Mifune is a badass. Um, yeah, I recommend Seven Samurai. I love it. Um, do you have one? Yeah, I was thinking like theme wise or uh, actor. 
And I think I'm going to go with the kind of the beats of the comedy. And so I'm going to go with Man with Two Brains. And God damn a, it, Heath. That's a, <laughs> was that yours? That was my fucking recommendation. <laughs> was it really? A, a dual recommendation. No, yeah, that's... It can be allowed. That's a great... And it's a great one. And it's also one that Steve Martin doesn't like. Well, it's rated R. It is rated R because uh, of, like, language. Mm. And also, like, I guess sexual tones because he's, like... Because they never consummate their marriage. Mm-hmm. With uh, the girl that he, the Kathleen woman, Turner, with yeah, that he's married to, and she keeps on having sex with the, what is it, the gardener, the pool boy, mm-hmm. and, like all that, yeah. And then, I mean, and that one's very heavy, kind of a little heavy-handed. Like, I love your brain. It's all about the brain, not the body. Um, I think it's still a great message, of course, and it's very, very funny. And there's lots of just constant funny lines in it, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, and I find it interesting. That's one that he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't like, and that one's always ranked really high. They they reference that in this movie when he's doing, he's summoning the invisible swordsman. He says oh, yeah. the Farley, 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 Harfarer. That's the name, right? Harfarer. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do a different one. And I, I have <laughs> Sorry. to say, damage control. <laughs> Sorry. I have to say, I have regretted every single one of the recommendations I've made upon releasing the podcast. I've just been like, oh, why didn't I? How come I forgot this? This is the uh, obvious recommendation. So. It sounds like that's your personal El Guapo. It is. Bad recommendation. <laughs> um, so I just say, also watch All of Me, which is another brilliant Steve Martin one. movie where um, he, Lily Tomlin, gets uh, taken over ha- takes over half of Steve Martin's body in her uh, attempt to cheat death. And it is brilliant, and everyone should watch it. And then when I go home and edit this, I will be like, oh, wait, I should have recommended. <laughs> no, that's a great recommendation. Else. Also... That was a film that people, not a lot of people have seen. All of me, I mean, I mean, it's. I think it was, it was well received and so on. But that was one that people didn't realize. Like Steve Martin could actually act. He was a great. He's a great actor in it. We'll like do both way, of those on this podcast someday. All of me is such a good one. When we just one. do a decade of Steve Martin movies. Yeah, I like all that. But see, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna be like, why didn't I recommend <laughs> Twist of Fate? It's like no. the weirdest one. Well, that I always try and do wouldn't. something that's not a movie. What do you mean? That's not a movie because movies you recommend movies. Like I was trying to think, like what else? Mm. That's not a movie. That's I recommend movie. the color heliotrope. <laughs> heliotrope. I recommend. I recommend. You know what I recommend? Emotionally supporting your friends and knowing that sometimes when they're taking their aggression out on you, it's just because of something else that they're dealing with, and it's not about you. You recommend, and everyone should find their jefe. I recommend fucking sweat. I'm re- not fucking sweaters. <laughs> Don't fuck sweaters. <laughs> We rape the cattle. <laughs> no, we write off on the women. Um, I recommend writing off on women. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend give sweaters to your friends and always say that they're 33. Sweater! It's a sweater! sweater. All right. Okay. We're ready to do the outro now? Okay. <laughs> Am I supposed to say something in the outro? And fattenings. <laughs> um, be sure to join us next time on a most excellent 80s movie podcast when we are watching Mannequin. From 1987. Let me tell you, that one's problematic. Yeah. Uh, you can find us online, of course, at mostexcellentpod.com. Uh, the Facebook group is just the Most Excellent Facebook group. Look it up. Uh, Instagram, we're Most Excellent Pod. Uh, you can find NCT if you're in the Phoenix area. Like, you can literally find us physically. Uh, and we're online at nctphoenix.com. 
Where can they find Squishy Studios and Voyage Trekkers? Oh, squishystudios.com. Uh, we're also on the Facebooks and Instagram, and same thing with uh, my web series, Voyage Trekkers. Very similar to Galaxy Quest. <laughs> <laughs> He's working. Uh... You cannot find me. Good. You no cannot one. find me. I don't want anyone finding me. <laughs> unless they come email. to National Comedy Until, Theater. Unless you come, then you can see me. Yeah. I'm in your room as you sleep. <laughs> but even if you come, I might be hiding. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, you guys know how podcast stuff works too, right? Like, thumbs up, share, review. Do those things. What? I'm telling right my now? listeners. Not, you? not you. Wait, but you do I need to like should. something? Wait, am I supposed to? I'm sorry. <laughs> Heath, if you haven't liked, rated, reviewed, thumbs oh. up the podcast, okay. please do. All right. When you get home. When you get home. You don't have to all do right. it now. But also the listeners should do that as well. But they oh, know, okay, they know gotcha. these things. I don't know why we have to tell them all gotcha. the time. Unless this is the first episode. Or their first ever podcast. Yeah, it could be. Welcome to the Amazing World of Podcasts. As you, may, as you don't know, it helps us out if you like, rate, review, thumbs up, share, Tell other people that you liked us. Yeah, do those things. You, you, but you also have to, Heath. Am I supposed to do those things? Yeah. Not right now. Jeez, calm down. You can't find me. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm hiding. Uh, until next time, remember to be excellent to each other and... My little buttercup has the sweetest smile. A smile! <laughs> <laughs>